Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Uh, Let's react to my game from Friday night. I was out at Eagle Stadium in Allen for a meeting between the last two undefeated teams in District 96A, a battle for sole possession of first place between Allen and Jesuit, and oh boy, this one got out of hand in a hurry. Um, it felt like, honestly, the, uh, you know, the, the first time probably since the team's season opener against Cedar Hill, all the way back in August, for, um, for Allen, that is, where you got to see the offense with just about every bullet in the chamber. Um, you know, you never want to put anything past this Allen offense or just the Allen team in general, given the level that they are capable of playing at. Um, but it felt like, at the very least, as far as the first half is concerned of the games that I've seen this season, that first half was the best that Allen's offense has looked, at least from my vantage point. Um, they rack up 41 points and almost 500 yards of offense in a half. And yeah, they take this one running away. 58-33, to they are still undefeated at 7-0 on the season. 4-0 in district play. Jesuit has a four-game winning streak snapped. They um and yeah and they take their first loss in district at uh at three and one now, and yeah like I said the story of this game was at the very least the Allen offense operating at a level of efficiency and execution that it just um yeah they just really hit a yeah they hit a special level in this one again if you're amassing almost 500 yards of offense and a half against anybody. Uh, let alone a team that had shown, you know, tangible signs of growth on defense like Jesuit had, you know, over the past month. Um, you know, that's noteworthy. And Allen just did the Allen thing. And much like last week against Plano East when they scored three times in their first 10 plays, they were uh, they were clicking at a similar rate on Friday. I believe it was I believe it took five plays this time uh, before Allen had a, had its first 14 points of the ball game. Uh, you kind of got an idea as to where the wind was blowing in this one when Jordan Johnson takes a carry, uh, you know, 74 yards for a touchdown on just Allen's second play from scrimmage, and then you know, following a, a Jesuit field goal, they get a. Uh, you know, a 33-yard touchdown run by Selden Manning, where Manning has to, you know, shake off multiple Jesuit defenders. Uh, yeah, it just was a game where Allen's offense just overwhelmed Jesuit at seemingly every every point of attack in every conceivable way. Position for position, this one was just way, way, way too much for the Rangers. Um, and they just kind of did it as they uh, as they pleased. You know, you, I mean, they, they did, like I said, you have nearly 500 yards of offense and a half. Allen did so on 33 offensive snaps. And yeah, I mean, they averaged almost 15 yards per play, you know, through the air over 23 yards per pass from quarterback Raylan Sharp on the ground. It was, you know, it was over 12 yards per carry. It was, it was kind of a sight to behold and just watching them click at that level it um it was definitely you know for for head coach Terry Gamble and the coaching staff definitely a uh, an encouraging performance as far as you know showing signs of tangible growth against a uh, one of the better teams in the Metroplex 
And um, one of the things that initially jumped out of this one was that they, uh, for the first time again, since that opener against Cedar Hill, you got to see Allen really kind of use quarterback Raylan Sharp like a dual threat quarterback. You know, it, we've talked about it on the podcast and in previous weeks that ever since that opener, you know, you know, Sharp had sustained that early season ankle injury. And whether it was that, whether it was, you know, just simply not really having the need to, they, um, they just hadn't been running Sharp. They'd kept him primarily as a pocket passer. And this was the first time again, since that opener against Cedar Hill, that you really got to see Sharp once again, put the other element of his skill set to use. He, uh, you know, he led the team in rushing with 14 attempts for 96 yards, you know, almost seven yards a carry there. Um, and yeah, just his ability to extend plays. There were more designed runs for him, you know, to pick up some short yard situations. It just, again, it, you have to, when Raylan Sharp, when they've unlocked the Raylan Sharp, you know, running quarterback element of their playbook, um, it just, it adds a completely different element to this offense, you know? So what you've seen over the past seven weeks, because it's been a long time. Week one was a while back. Um, but yeah, I mean, this past, you know, these past, you know, six, seven weeks where Sharp has been primarily a pocket passer, if this is kind of a sign of things to come, you just, I mean, you have to flat out, you have to recalibrate what the expectations can be for this Allen offense because um, Sharp is one of the top running quarterbacks in the state. You know, he's a stud on the track. And yeah, I mean, he's averaging, you know, he last year he averaged what it was like almost 15 yards per carry. He's an electric kid when he puts the ball on the ground and tries to make things happen with his legs. And yeah, as he continues to, you know, develop that aspect of his game, that's one thing that, you know, with him being more of a, uh, you know, a pocket passer over the last, you know, six, seven weeks, he hasn't really been pressed with too many situations where he's had to, you know, try to scramble to make things happen and whatnot. And just growing that, uh, developing that confidence that comes with knowing when and how to run the football and whatnot. So um, I'm anxious to see that part of Allen's offense continue to grow because it's, it's kind of a game changer for them. Um, you know, and it helps when you, again, he was... The blocking was solid there in the first half. You know, Jesuit did get a bit more pressure there in the second half when this thing was already well out of reach. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was he got a lot of help too because the running game was solid. You know, talked about the big run for Jordan Johnson early on. Sylvan Manning had over 100 total yards of offense. Um, you know, he had two touchdowns. And then you have the Green Twins, uh, Blaine and Bryson, who had just a, uh, a couple highlight reel performances from those two. Uh, you know, Blaine with his, uh, his most productive night through the year, he caught four passes for 182 yards, including an 87-yarder. Um, you know, in the uh, in the second quarter, that uh, I'll have to go back and check if that's the longest touchdown that Allen's had this season. Uh, feels like it. It was just a one-play drive, and um, and yeah, he. Uh, you know, Green put a uh, put a nice move on the Jesuit uh, defensive back to get some separation because he had about you know a good uh, you know it felt like a good you know three four five yards to work with as far as a cushion goes and Sharp put it perfectly on the uh, on the spot and Green did the rest. Uh, yeah, huge night for Blaine Green. His brother Bryson had um, one of the most rugged touchdowns that uh, that you'll see a wide receiver grind out this uh, this season. There was a uh, you know a screen pass you know, from 15 yards out that Green was able to then, uh, he spun off one Jesuit defender and then he dragged another Jesuit defensive back about 10 yards towards the end zone, extends for the goal line, just gets it over for a touchdown. And uh, yeah, Allen was just, 
God, Allen was rolling. <laughs> they were, uh, it was it was pretty ruthless. Like I said, so Jesuit was coming off of a uh, a game against Prosper where they beat the Eagles forty one to fourteen. It was, I mean, it it added some punch to this matchup because again, you had Jesuit looking to build off of what was its most impressive victory of the season. Um, just to kind of put the uh, the picture in the frame as to what then happened on Friday. You know, Jesuit beats Prosper forty one to fourteen. Jesuit found itself trailing Allen. 41 to 17 at halftime. Um, it just shows that you know as we as we kind of wade our way through this district schedule that you know you're starting to see that line of demarcation really form between Allen and everybody else. Um, you know we'll see in a couple weeks what happens when Allen locks horns with Prosper. You know Prosper's got a pretty great defense in its own right. Um, you know, we'll see if there's any sort of stylistic or tactical wrinkle that, you know, can perhaps offer a more competitive showing from Prosper relative to what Jesuit had. Um, but yes, this was a very, very emphatic performance by Allen on Friday. Um, kind of reminded me, honestly, looking back on it, kind of reminded me of the Plain East game from last year where you had Plain East coming in on a bit of a roll. They were undefeated, um, you know, looking to, uh, you know, perhaps, you know, perhaps issue a bit of a shocker to Allen in its in their own house in a battle for first place. And then Allen beat him like 74 to 36 in a game that was just, again, more of a referendum on that when Allen is firing at, uh, you know, close to peak efficiency, there's just, there just aren't too many teams in the state that can keep up with them. You know, they're ranked as highly as they are for a reason. Um, and I haven't even mentioned really the defensive effort because that was, I mean, that took away such a crucial element of what Jesuit did against Prosper that was so successful. Um, you know, Allen really went out of its way to, uh, to take away the run. You know, that was one element that Jesuit really thrived on against Prosper. They were able to get EJ Smith and Jake Taylor 20 plus carries a piece in that performance. Um, and the run game never really found its footing in this one. Um, you know, EJ Smith did some really solid work, albeit as a wide receiver. You know, he, uh, I believe the final total was he had eight catches for, uh, for 99 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, he was a handful on the outside, no doubt. Um, but out of the backfield, though, he just, he, I mean, he was held to 10 carries for 23 yards. You know, Jake Taylor did a little bit better, you know, 14 for 84, but none of that, nothing that they did on the run felt consequential um, would probably be the best way to look at it. Um, it really forced Jesuit to rely a bit more on the pass than, you know, I'm sure that, uh, that they would have uh, they would have liked you know they were you know stuck in a in a lot of long yardage situations you know third downs and whatnot and um you know a lot of that effort up front i mean you had guys like elijah fisher who you know you know was making the case could very well be the uh, the defensive player of the year in 96a you had guys like him cole latos malik allen had a couple sacks um allen just got so many bodies up front so much so much to throw at you with that defensive line and they uh they they won the battle as far as uh you know, as far as between them and a, a stout, stout Jesuit offensive line, um, they really shut down that run game. Um, you know, I want to say Jesuit maybe had three and a half yards per carry at halftime. Um, yeah, it just took away a very crucial part of their offense. And yeah, I mean, you just kind of got to see what the uh, what the result was. It was um, it was not pretty for Jesuit. Not a uh, you know again. You look at the final numbers. You know, they have you know thirty three points. 548 yards of offense. A lot of that stuff, though, came with this contest out of reach. Um, this was, um, yeah, this one was, this was a game that got ugly in a, in a hurry. Um, this was one that Allen led by as much as 51 to 17 early in the fourth quarter before Jesuit mounted some, uh, you know, some garbage time offense with a couple big plays. Um, let's see. So, um, let's see some stat leaders from this one. 
before we get out of here, let's see. Uh, Raylan Sharp. Big, big night for Raylan Sharp. 17 of 25, 367 yards of offense. Um, or I guess you should say passing yards. He had, he had many more as far as pure yardage of offense. Like I said, he almost had 100 yards rushing. Um, he had three touchdowns through the air on top of the aforementioned 96 rushing yards. Um, so beyond that, I mean, like I said, Allen really went out of its way to, you know, showcase Sharp's rushing in this one because, you know, their next highest, uh, you know, ball carrier was Selva Manning with six carries. Six carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Manning did have a big night, though, through the year. He did catch four passes for 66 yards. And a, and a touchdown. Um, they said Jordan Johnson, just two carries, but 76 yards. So, yeah, you know what? 38 yards per carry. That's pretty solid, I guess. Um, you know, and through the air, then the Green Twins, I mentioned their work earlier. You know, Blaine, four catches, 182 yards and a touchdown. Bryson had six catches, 89 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, just... Allen's offense was just on another level, so we'll see how this uh, how this looks going forward. Um, for the next game, they're going to be out in McKinney at McKinney ISD Stadium against McKinney Boyd, um, a Boyd team that's um, that's going through its own shortcomings in district right now. So we'll see what happens there. That's the last hurdle to clear before that uh, that highly anticipated Prosper game on November first. Um, and then as for Jesuit, they um, they get a, a a surging Plano team, a Plano team that's won three in a row, uh, fresh off a big rivalry win on Friday against Plano East. Um, that's probably honestly the uh, kind of the uh, the game of the week as far as nine six eight is concerned. So that should be a fun one. I'll probably be out of that one, all things considered. Uh, but nevertheless, on Friday I was at an Allen for a fifty eight to thirty three victory for the Allen Eagles. They are all alone in first place. Uh, what else is new? Um, let's see. So, uh, yeah, that's, that'll do it for this episode of the, uh, this rapid reaction. Uh, you can check out my game story on our website at starlocalmedia.com. I'll have some video highlights to accompany that one later on in the weekend. Uh, folks, you enjoy your weekend and I will talk to y'all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.